You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 240 of East Central's favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here. Uh, I am joined by uh, me, myself, and I. We have uh, we have our executive producer guy over there who's uh, who's helping out. If he wants to talk, he can, but he doesn't have to today. He's uh, he he he's having a, he's having a night. And uh, Dakota is off saving the world, keeping electricity on. So we are uh, we're going to be introducing you to a to a familiar voice on the We Are Libertarians network, but a new voice in the uh, in the Boss Hog world. Uh, Brian Nichols is in the building. Welcome, man. What's up? How you doing, Jer? Good to see you. <sighs> it's like it's like we're on news desk tonight, do, covering the weather and the election and whatever else is coming up on today's episode of the news. Everything's bad. Everything's the world's bad. on fire. We're going to be. We're it's gonna not have... on fire. It's on, the world's snowing. <sighs> Blizzard. It's raining. If it was on it's fire, raining. it has been put out. I I, I <laughs> went torrential downpour outside the window. I went right outside the uh, Boss Hog Fire Escape. If we were in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that jokes for you, Christy. Uh, outside the Boss Hog Fire Escape, zero point zero inches of snow on the ground as of seven twenty one p.m. Uh, today's show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully always learn something new. There's a little segment in there in the middle that Dakota normally uses to tease the show and tell you what's going to happen. But basically, the plan is we're going to continue to follow the uh, the primary election filings, and uh, Brian is going to nod his head and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited so about that one. Well this is This has happened. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's a name. Yep. Okay. <sighs> Uh, and then uh, Brian's going to learn about the mess that's happening with our county memorial park, and I'll try to explain that to him, and he can uh, he can look at it from the outsider's perspective. Uh, we're going to talk to Brian. You're going to get to know him a little bit, uh, and then we're going to talk about the weather because that's what we do, and because it's a special Groundhog Day edition, we're going to have an update on the uh, the groundhog from out east. <laughs> Uh, that's the, that's the plan. We'll see how it goes. We did, uh, we did just record a nice, uh, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know when you have with your friends, you can't really keep track of the time, but we, uh, we put something in the can for the patrons. Uh, it, it's a story about my struggle getting a COVID test. <laughs> uh, so we'll, 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 people check that out. Enjoy it. Uh, always try to have lots of extras out there last week in the, uh, in the Patreon. If you were in, in that group, you, uh, you got, a, I think four people got copies of, uh, Zach Lee's brand new book. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool. Nice drawing there. Uh, always we say thanks to uh, to the folks that are go above and beyond uh, donating to the show, helping to keep the uh, keep us on the air and keeping us in the studio. Uh, Christy Avery of Fort Wayne, Indiana, your Norwex sales rep. Uh, John Phillips, Andy Moore Buick GMC over in Fishers, Indiana. If you need, I know you're new to town. Uh, I'm, yeah, but if and when you need a car. John is your guy. Gotcha. Thank well, you. He's family. You'll check. You check with John first, and he'll take care of you. And then if you can't, if John can't help you, he'll send you the right place. <laughs> but it's just a check with John. That's the, that's what we tell people. Check with do. John. Check with John. And of course, Anthony Muir. Uh, Anthony Muir Meyer. Man, Anthony Ma- Muir is a fireman <laughs> down in Shelby. Stroke. <clears throat> stroke of genius. It's a it's a tick. 
It's just a small tick. Purdue 27, Minnesota 16. Uh, that's what I do. I give them scores when something's going wrong. I was wondering what that TV to... was for when I was in here looking around the other day. Yeah. Like, we we oh. observe. We, normally, it's Thursday night, and we got football on in here. Ah, uh, okay. So it's, it's so we See, can observe. I, I embrace that. Yeah, there'll, be okay. some, there'll be a football game on, maybe some NCAA basketball. It's whatever's going on. Uh, it's it's just so we can check over. And I see really what's gotta going on get in the liking this old basketball thing, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I've told you, you've got I've got a copy of Hoosiers on the way for you. Yeah. That's that's like number one. It was an important week. I, 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 I'm, and I, honestly, I'm ashamed that I didn't put it in the notes. We have to thank Anthony Meyer for uh, for what he does. And it, of course, there's a link in the uh, on the website for merch for t- the T Chimp stuff and all of the uh, all of your Boss Hog uh, apparel. T-shirts, sweatshirts, any any of that. It's still cold in wintertime, so you can get a hoodie. Yeah, a it's, boss weird, hoodie. it's like 52 could, yesterday, though. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was in Lexington, Kentucky yesterday, 62 degrees. It was spring <laughs> yes. down there. And then I came back up to zero inches of snow. Yep. So it was the 92nd birthday for Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman is a local legend because he was the coach in Hoosiers when the when the movie was filmed here in the uh, 80s. Okay. And, uh, you know. You'll know. Eventually, you'll you'll you're gonna know this. And you're gonna embrace it. You're gonna go to the gym. You're gonna think the whole thing is great. But now he's just got this puzzled look at me. Going, like, no, what? no, I'm learning so much. I I just didn't know. Yeah. Like I'm from the yeah. Northeast. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis so Hopper, Gene Hackman, Barbara Hershey. Uh, the chat room can tell me some other names that I'm forgetting here. But okay. it's a, it's based on a true story of this uh, this basketball team in the 1950s. It was high school basketball. Uh, and I think it was the 1954 Milan team that they followed, which is Milan's a little mapped out of a town on I, just off I-74 on the way to Cincinnati. Uh, and it follows that they are fictionalized as the Hickory somethings. Mm. Um, Huskers. Uh, Huskers. Checking local listings if anybody wants to drop that in the chat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. See, Matt Sousa. Great movie. Oh, good go. movie. Great movie. One of the best. Uh, and it's a good. The court is good for fat guys because it's a short court. <laughs> So you can still go. They still play basketball there all the time. And Christy wants to know, wasn't this required during research before you moved here? Watching Hoosiers. You know, in the four months uh, before I moved here, there was a lot of other things that kind of took priority a little bit. Uh, so no, that, that'll be on the TV. TBD. List. It'll be on the exit interview. If we ever let you leave the state, we're gonna have to have you pass your basketball quiz. History Huskers. I know. Yes. I know the biggest. Uh, the biggest uh, indoor basketball court, high school basketball. The court largest and finest is, is Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle I, I, High School. I learned that. Yeah, that's something I know. It's right now. next to the basketball Didn't hall of fame. Before, I don't. I know it now. <laughs> Been here a week and a half, and I'm already an expert. You're there getting, you go. You're getting there. So yeah, we we do basketball tourism, man. Got uh, got all kinds of old cool gyms. We've had a lot of a lot of the high schools have consolidated down, mm. but the gyms are still out there. So Spiceland, where Dakota's place, uh, Spiceland, Indiana, still has a cool cool old gym there too. So, all right. With that, we have. Uh, I'm checking the chat here. This is uh, Boss Hog d- d- Gym d- d- Talk. This is Gym. We we go everywhere. We do it all. Next week's amphitheaters. It's oh be great. man, Rushville's got a nice one. I'll tell you what, Rushville's oh, yeah? got a beautiful amphitheater. <laughs> they, the Deer <laughs> Creek Verizon Wireless Crips Music Center. Oh man, we got a lot this of. Guy just, I, I just nudged the boulder. Yeah, oh yeah, so took. Dude, I've got. You press any button on the jukebox. We can. We can go. <laughs> I am ready. Ready to go. Well, all my right. last name is Nichols. So there we go. Just uh, Nichols like, quarters yeah, dimes. There you go. Yep. <sighs> so yeah. breaking news. Friend of the show, patron of the show, Chad Malicote, uh, currently the uh, the county or the yeah the county councilman for District Two in Henry County. We have four districts. So, Chad, uh, actually Clay uh, Clay Morgan was the district uh, District One rep. Clay, uh, help no, me move in. I'm sorry, he was he's at large. So Thank there's you, three Clay. at large. Yeah, 
so Chad Malico, District 2 rep, he may be yours where you live. Uh, he had filed to run for re-election and withdrew his name from the ballot. He's got some family stuff going, a daughter that's going to school, uh, another family member that's uh, that's starting to need some additional care. So he says, oh, I'm not going to run any longer. Uh, so he withdrew from the ballot last Friday. Uh, he was the only Republican candidate at that time. Uh, so we've seen some changes now. And uh, Jackie Brown, a new, uh, an unknown Republican, uh, uh, I don't think has a political history. Uh, Jackie has uh, has filed. Uh, it appears as of yesterday, going to uh, going to be seeking that office. Uh, we'll see if that name sticks. I, a quick Google search says that uh, Jackie has a has a checkered past in the in the community. Uh, so we'll see we'll see if that happens or if there's another one. Uh, that comes on there, but just that if that happens, if that one goes down, then it is going to be a uh, an entertaining race uh, against Melanie Wright. By the way, if you are a patron, you do get the show notes emailed to you and the full breakdown of everybody that's on the ballot as uh, from our running totals so far uh, are there. So that race is right now set to be Jackie Brown as a Republican and Melanie Wright as a Democrat. People have until Friday at noon to file to get on the ballot or to come off the ballot if they've changed their mind. Uh, another new name that popped on there, uh, Shannon Tom, who was unsuccessful in the at-large bid for uh, uh, the caucus when Clay resigned his seat. The, there was a big Republican cockeye, and uh, there were three there were three folks that uh, that chased after that. Seat. I know that wasn't that wasn't meant to be at all <laughs> sexual at all, but you said you said cockeye with way too much joy there, Jared. Sorry. We have fun here. We do have fun here. I'm learning that. <laughs> so listen, it's serious stuff. But if you expect me and the audience knows this, if anybody expects us to, to give you the line by line of <laughs> candidates without having fun, shoot us now. I, it, it, it's, it's impossible. I mean, at least you get to have fun with the, the, oh. the candidates. I mean, in Philadelphia, you just kind of <laughs> laughed at what was happening because it was a shit show. It's a whole story arc. So the way let me, let me explain Indiana to you, Brian, please. These folks come through the door. Everybody that we're talking about, we're introducing you to a character. So as these folks are, are here, our listeners are going to meet them. They're going to vet them. They're going to see them. And this is the meet the press for Henry County, Indiana. So these are all either friends of the show or going to be friends of the show and are going to come through and they're going to have an experience with the with the hosts and our audience. And And it's the best way, particularly in a COVID world, where you don't see as much door to door when they come through the show. That's their opportunity to meet the, to meet the public. I like it. So I like it. It's this is how we do. So Shannon Tom is going to be uh, running for uh, for District Three. Didn't win the caucus. Kyle Allen won that, but uh, Shannon has joined the ballot. Uh, it's the seat held currently by Peg Steffendel, who is retiring after her single term on the uh, council. Uh, at this point, Angela Mahaffey is the Democrat who's filed for that, and we have a primary challenge scheduled uh, over in District Four. Last week we were here. Susan Hoon, the incumbent, had not yet. Uh, filed for re-election. She's done that, and we're going to see uh, Dewey Witham, a newcomer as well, is going to be jumping on, jumping into the race. So we're going to have to see uh, see what happens with Dewey, and we'll meet uh, we'll meet him. Uh, one other interesting race to keep an eye on here that we uh, we have not uh, been talking about yet. County prosecutor, we've got you guys have met Joe Burzax in the past. Uh, he's he's a current prosecutor. He's not seeking re-election uh, so far. Only Tony Saunders has has filed for that seat. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if we get Tony or not, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, I think it's you and me. 
This is, this is becoming very it's intimate. It's very I, intimate. I turned my back and the producer has disappeared. It's just us. <laughs> he snuck out so secretly. You had no idea. You were on a monologue. I thought, I thought it had happened. And then I'm like, boy, he has been quiet. I was, I was giving opportunities to talk or not. Secret producer, ZB over there. And uh, he gone. He's no longer here. That's fine, though. It's all right. Memorial Park. Tracy Harrison. I was on the park board. Uh, I served for three years, uh, and it was a good experience for me, but it was the most difficult organization to be a part of because you have, it's a board of five people that reports to a board of three people. So you have a four-year appointment from a board of three, and then we, it's about a hundred and say 120 acre park, county park, one single park. And inside of it, it has a golf course that's owned by somebody else. So there's different stakeholder. There is a horse and pony saddle grounds that is operated by its own independent organization. There's a bunch of war veteran memorials inside of the park that you're responsible for taking care of. And you have those caretake uh, stakeholder opportunities. It's the home to a community center. So you've got a building to rent out. You have uh, you host the fireworks for the community, uh, hundreds of acres to mow and t- take care of. And then you also have the home of the county fair. So you have a bunch of livestock buildings, exposition space that's going through a transition. There's a lot going on here, Jer. So there's another organization that was created called the Henry County Expo that has uh, about 10 acres that they're developing with another 501c3 organization with another board that's, that's developing that. So all of this is happening in a political climate where we have elections. Commissioners have different ideas of who they want. So we have now gone through, as a community, nine park board members in 13 months. Massive turnover. I was going to say, that sounds really, really Massive healthy. Massive turnover. I feel, like, I feel like it's been a... Uh, it, it's, it's, it's been unreal. I made it three years. I, I'm, by that, I... It's, it's You're an incredible. anomaly. Yeah. Uh, the late Sandy Thir- Wright made it for over 20. Months. But yeah, in, thir- in about just over... According to... So there's a... That's if you're a patron, we have uh, we've gotten a copy of this letter. There's a resignation Oof. letter that's uh, pretty scathing from Tracy Harrison. She was the superintendent who replaced Larry Davis just over two years ago, uh, and it is a three-page, single-spaced, blow-by-blow uh, blow of issues with county commissioners, with <clears throat> park board members, with the interaction between different organizations. There's a lot of up- upheaval and changes happened in the park, uh, but it's obviously very broken. So, uh, see how it goes, see what happens. But, uh, and apparently there've been a number of, uh, staff resignations as well in that. In the, so uh, now we need somebody on the Memorial park board. So yeah, is that what I'm gathering? Well, the park board has to hire a new superintendent. Oh my God. So stay tuned. Jeez. Since 2018, every member of County government. I'm trying by the way. I, I know. I, I got you. Every member. You're <laughs> new here. Trying so I'm to just, contribute. I, I, this is amazing. I gotta get a breath at some Jesus. point, Brian. Alright, we're, we're almost done with the news. <laughs> Poor Brian. <laughs> I, I'm adding so much valuable content. Listen, if Jesse Riddle had remembered that he needed bread and milk before 4.30 today on the biggest snowstorm, alleged snowstorm of the year, uh, he would have a clue. And, and okay. we'd be going on. It's okay. Okay. Mike Broyles uh, says, "I don't even know who any members of the park board are at this time." Uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a 
a number of turn. Uh, been a number not, of folks not Tracy Harrison. Apparently, yeah. uh, Tracy Tracy was the superintendent that they hired. But I know I know Steve Peckinpah is on the board still. I know Rita Fisher is there, and I think there's some other new uh, new names that were just added. Uh, it's been incredible. <sighs> okay. Christy says Brian is just eye candy. If you're listening, you'll just have to check out check the video to to, to hit on Brian. Hi, Christy. (laughs) I look forward to Brian getting to know the uh, know the community. I'm I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him to the park. He's going to know what the Doughboy is by this time next year. And I heard that's a thing. It's oh, it's a thing. I it's saw a, the pictures on uh wasn't that like two years ago, three years ago? There's a whole thing. Oh yeah, the the, the doughboy got rehabbed. Yeah. Very there was moved, a, didn't it? It got it, moved it somewhere. Got, it got moved about a thousand feet. And now it's a big deal. Brian, you have you there are a number of third rails of politics in this town, and I'm gonna tell you about them right now. We fight about land use. Solar farms, wind farms, don't touch them, they're political death. Statues, don't touch them, they're political death. Uh, there's nothing safe. Uh, I, I'll take that though over living in Philadelphia, <laughs> and and just I mean, it's a joke. I mean, Philly Philly's truly a joke at this point. When I was leaving, um, like you just see everybody is so I don't know if depressed is the right word, but there is no sense of optimism, no sense of hope. There's no ability to plan anything because everything is constantly up in the air so like sounding very familiar brian i think what i'm what but then multiply it on like a scale of like yeah instead of thousands it's millions and billions yeah Uh, sucks since 2018 the voters of this community have have sent a very strong message that they wanted to change away from the certain government that they had and they did they wanted to make a difference they wanted to change and they've chosen what has essentially been an anti-wind, anti-energy. See, I didn't know that policy. was a big deal. Like out here, I, I, that, was that was shocking. That to was me. the single issue since 2018, and all of county government has now reset. Uh, and this is the gov- This is the way that it's being governed now is what the voters picked. So, I my mantra for 2022 is that you get the government you deserve. You, the community picked. Well, that's H.L. Mencken and right this there. Is, this is what you get. Democracy is the theory that the uh, the average person will get what they want, good and hard. <laughs> this is exactly where we are. Oh, you get I the think that's indicative on society. You get the government the you deserve. You picked this. You signed up for it. You and, know the thing. And we're here to document it. Amen. All right. So with that, we're going to welcome Brian Nichols in studio. Brian right. has hosted the Brian Nichols Show yes. since 2018. Is that yeah. is that accurate on Correct. the We Libertarians Network? Yep. So as you if you listen to the show, obviously you know that uh, we're both. Uh, there are promos are in in the uh, in network buffers on either side. Uh, Brian, we're quite convinced we're family uh, from St. Lawrence County, New York, originally. It's almost certain. Yeah. Uh, we're still waiting on the blood testing to come back, but it, you can. It's obvious. <laughs> Should be a little, <laughs> little, little bit quicker than uh, the COVID test that you had taken. Yes. Check the Patreon. There you go. Uh, oh, there you go. I'm still waiting on the state to let me know if I'm having the baby. I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> am I positive or not? I don't know. <laughs> so tell us about the Brian Nichols show, what you do. Obviously, it's a little bit different than giving the play by play on local politics, uh, but it still looks it's very much coming from the Liberty viewpoint. Yes. Uh, so my show, to your point, started in January of 2018. So we're starting year five, which is crazy. Um, uh, and the show originally started out much like your average Check the microphone. Mine says established 2017, so we're just, Oh yeah, no, you're we're definitely just, We're just a little You're older. definitely the senior show. 
Um, <laughs> oh, well, I'm 10 years older. That, that too. Um, so yeah, age before beauty. Um, so in that case, back Listen, to Christie's not hitting. I, I was gonna say Christie's not here yet. So <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be good. Um, so no, back in 2018, started the show. It was much like your average Liberty podcast. I'd have people on the show interview. Mostly it was libertarians, but I'd have uh, you know some friends from college and, and people who were kind of like in the squishy middle. They were more exploring different ideas, and I myself, I was more new into this world of of not just liberty but libertarianism. Um, you know. It, Candidly, it was finding podcasts like We Are Libertarians, which ultimately I think is the like the launching off point of me moving out here. Fast forward like five years, six years later when I first found the podcast. But as I started to go down this, did you ever think not you the, find a podcast six years later you've moved? But you know what's funny? Okay, and before I go for like honestly, I listened to and this is way back. This is like Chris, Greg, the entire old crew, and I was like the it almost felt like an extension of my friends. Yeah. And I think we all kind of feel that sometimes when we listen to podcasts, like this feels like my friends, but it really felt like this is my, like friends slash family. These are my people. This is my, this is my group. This is my tribe. Um, and, and I, I kind of always like imagined what would it be like to be around people like the people, like that people actually believed and cared about the things that you do, but also that have similar goals. And, and then it's just kind of like self-propelled. So no, did I ever think this would happen in real life? No, in my wildest dreams, maybe. But uh, I mean, here we are. And I mean, going back to 2018, like that was kind of like, like the niche was just I was going to be like everybody else, just do the interview, do conversation, talk about how awesome our ideas are, you know, round table in some cases. And and I did that for like two and a half, three years. And I got to the point where I I wasn't finding I was enjoying it as much, but not so much because of what I was doing, but because I felt I was blending in with everybody else. I just felt like it was another interview show. So I'm a sales uh, executive for my day job. I mentioned this back in the, the Patreon. Boy, executive is such a ballsy term. I do, mean, do you wear like a top hat and monocle and shit? Every like, now and how then, does that work? it only depends on who you're talking to. Okay, it, yeah, right. the yeah. higher level you have to dress like you know, dress so for the the, yeah. the, the, to, to the solution you're selling. you're selling. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. if they're if they're wearing top hats and monocles, then goddamn, you're going to do it too. Yeah, you're, it's yeah. like the episode of The Office when Jim and Dwight would do the sales together and like whatever they they go to a, a motorcycle dealership, they're both wearing the leather jackets. Yeah. Same idea, yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm a sales exec in, in telecom cybersecurity solutions, and I led a sales team for about three years at that point. And doing the sales coaching training, that's something I really really enjoyed. And I saw that there was a a greater there was a greater need in the liberty movement to be able to stop talking about our ideas as how great they are, and take it a step forward to reach. Uh, somebody who's outside of our liberty world and sell them on the ideas of liberty through the applications of the solutions that we bring to the table. So at that point, I really made a hard switch for the show. Um, instead of just doing the traditional interview, I started to focus more on training, um, bringing on sales and marketing experts. And then the episodes themselves really turned more so into a conversation about particular issues or particular topics or solutions and, and bringing them to a table through the lens of liberty, but how we can present them to your average person. Um, one of the, the things I, I talk about my show is meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about. Because at the end of the day, 
we have a lot of issues in the greater liberty movement that we are so passionate about. And the reason we're so passionate about it is because in many cases, these ideas were so new and so revolutionary to us in the way that we approach, not just like our way of thinking in politics, but our way of life in many cases, that we want other people to know about it and care about it as much as we do. But we forget that the reason that we got into liberty it's likely not the same reason that they got into liberty. So when we're going out and we're talking about the things that we're super excited about, to them, it's kind of white noise. So being able to, instead of doing that, articulate how we can effectively talk to people when they're entering in, or when rather when we're entering into the conversations and making sure we're listening to what they're talking about, and instead of just pushing our ideas and, and good ideaing people to death, actually helping show that there are real tangible solutions out there that are really, they're not pie in the sky ideas. And this is where it gets tough. So give us an example. The most, yes. the most recent episode or two, what kind of things have you, have you, who, who's been on or what have the, yep. what, 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 uh, real world applications were? There? Absolutely. So I'll give you a couple of real life uh, examples. So, uh, you know, one of the top conversations across the country right now is school choice. So I had, uh, Corey DeAngelis on the program and we talked about, the, the value of presenting school choice as a solution to folks for better quality education, both on the left and the right. So we almost overcame the objections that would be presented to anybody from the, the left, more in like the, the pro public school government schooling camp, but also any objections that might come from more of your rural areas that really like, you know how the North country is in Northern New York. You have almost like this uh, familial tie to your, your local school. It becomes a part of the, the family, right? Very much here in Indiana as well. Exactly. Largest and finest high school. That, that Jim, right? That's, that's the, right. The Newcastle Trojans. It's, it's, athletics and your school corporation very much. So how do you sell school choice, right? To people who have that emotional tie and, and right there, that's where we sometimes fail is that emotional aspect is being able to overcome that. So having people like Corey on the show to not only talk about how to overcome those common objections, but how to reframe the, the way we talk about these issues, how to make sure we're actually talking in the, the con or the, the lens of uh, actually focusing on solutions versus focusing on the features, the benefits, the good idea stuff. Right. Um, even a more recent episode here as we're recording here on, on Wednesday, uh, yesterday's episode that aired, it was a, another episode from Cell Liberty, which is an iteration of the program. Jeremy Todd, he's a good friend of mine, um, is the host for that. And he would have different people who are either noted folks in the, the sales world or in the liberty world and focus on selling the ideas, but more from a political lens. Um, and yesterday, and he's also a sales pro for his day job. So we sat down, we talked about framing in general, the idea of framing. Um, you know, So for example, we're on a desert island. You know, my bottle of water that's usually worth a dollar twenty-five suddenly has There's a lot more tangible there. value. Exactly, but also how when you're selling it, can you reframe that based on who you're talking to? Um, you know, the, the confines that we present our solutions. So it, it really takes the ideas and it turns it away from just the 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 value of the idea itself, and more so to the actual outcome that that value will bring to the table. Um, and then there's other people. I mean, I've had shows overtly non-political. I had a gentleman on my show, Tim Wackle. Um, he's, uh, one of the best sales gurus out there. Uh, and the show, I think we maybe talked about politics once and it was because he actually just said, I think your audience would like because of politics, but otherwise there was zero talk of politics, but more so just talking about how to ask great questions. Um, so it's, it's really focusing on where we're weak. And I think that maybe sometimes is where libertarians have, 
not wanted to take the extra step is to address the areas that were weak. And I feel pretty confident right now that we're on the right path because they were seeing other organizations out there. And I say organizations, I'm thinking like Tom Woods, for example, just today, I think it was launched his uh, new school of some sorts that he's doing for like uh, self-improvement. So you're seeing other noted folks in the Liberty movement starting to take this approach of let's stop talking about being right and winning arguments, putting let's, applications forward. Yeah. Let's start trying to actually meet people on the issues these they care about and, and actually build these solutions. So that's the show. That's the show. Tell me about your hatred for Philadelphia. What what has gone so wrong that you said <laughs> packing up the family and moving to Beverly Hills, uh, yeah. Indiana? Jer, it was um six and a half years I've been in Philadelphia. Uh, I never thought so. Rewind to the people who don't know or are, at least aren't familiar with the North Country. Middle of nowhere, New York is where we're essentially from. Uh, Mo, 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 uh, Mo Moral is watching from rainy, icy, snowy Messina right now. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So as we far, have North Country listeners yeah, as so well. As far north as you can go, pretty much without being in Canada. Um, and I was never, ever, you know, drawn towards the city. I never thought that that was something I would want to do. As a matter of fact, like just being around lots of people, just like it, I don't like it. So my wife and I were dating at the time, and she went to Temple. And or she was going to Temple for her master's, and we moved in together. In that's South. the school Bill Cosby got his start. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, that's I was. We're just gonna leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> leave that there. Um, I actually went. I used to work right next to where his jail was up in Norristown. By the way, fun fact. Um, so, anyways, uh, I and I moved down to Philadelphia. Like I said, you push the button, and I just yeah, have just, just every damn one. Yep. I got you. Um, so we were there in 2015, half, and half the fun of this show is derailing the guest. Oh, I love it! And then just seeing if you. Well, can usually come back when in. I'm the one hosting, yeah. so I'm the one. I'm like, okay, and back on course. <laughs> and the guest usually can't pull away, but you, you, you are the puppet master today. Uh, my job is to is to just direct you, and in the further off I can get, the more fun the show is. That's Torture the, me. Go for that it. That is the that is the boss hog experience. I okay. hope you enjoy it. Well. Back to my Philly story. Yes. I live in why Philly. is Philadelphia horrible? Yeah, it, I'll University. tell you why. So first and foremost, Philadelphia is the epitome of a city that has been able to f- just like build itself on the back of a bubble. Nothing. It's like, you, did you ever watch SpongeBob? I know. I know you're older than me. I know I'm, you, you're familiar I, with SpongeBob. I, I'm aware of Squidworth, Patrick and SpongeBob. Okay. For and those the, who are familiar crab. with SpongeBob, there's an episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob. Listen, I do have a five year old nephew. I'm catching up on SpongeBob <laughs> now, but I, I'm a late adopter. Okay, well, watch this episode. Okay. He, he has this friend named Sandy Cheeks, and he wants to show that he's strong like her. Sandy Cheeks is the name of their cat. That this is perfect. Then I'm so in. It's, it works. So he goes and he gets these things called anchor arms, and he puts them on and he blows them up with air, and they look nice and big muscles but there there's no muscle there they're just they're inflatable arms that's how philadelphia was as a city everything about philadelphia looked really really nice but it was all propped up pardon my french on bullshit so you fast Whoa, we have to, so we have a rule sorry after eight o'clock oh okay. <laughs> give it what time is it now Seven fifty. okay 10 minutes we'll get well, there. you can drop let you can drop an f-bomb after eight. Oh, because our listeners have put their kids to bed. They know they're Smart. trained. BS. Kirsten Kronk will will have the kids in bed by eight. And, Sorry, Kirsten. And and so just this is noted. Brian's new here. I'm learning. He's learning the local trades and customs. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm so from the Northeast. Philadelphia, full of BS. 
Always. Okay. Yes. And um, so, but they do have a love sculpture. That's true. That was a whole other thing too. Like (laughs) that just blew my mind. We'll go there in a second. But anyways, um, then COVID hit, right? And COVID exposed everything. You couldn't, you couldn't put lipstick on the pig anymore. Um, all the little things that you would have as kind of like to, to, like drag you along like yeah you're living in the city and it kind of sucks right because it's like a gross city there's lots of violence and there's an increase in murders and homicides but hey go hang out at the beer garden with your friends right hey go go hang out at the you know the sporting event with with your coworkers. right go go do the thing whatever it may be go to the bleachers go to the bleachers that's right and enjoy the music jeremiah asks i'm told that it's a it's a big tourist band in philadelphia <laughs> no, it's not the case, no i swear to god you would know it. you would hear like three or four of their songs you'd know who they are what please yeah like look up roller coaster or- not done i immediately started typing in the belchers the belchers. <laughs> yeah the bleachers roller coaster i don't know they're from bergenfield new jersey roller coaster could you hum a bar or two for me on this man well, that's not fisting the tantrums just kidding uh <laughs> this did the wrong fucking song the wrong effing song so oh 752 um, let's see it was a uh, roller coaster oh, here's because here's this is this is what you've done to me now you've derailed me it's my job i i'm waiting on anybody else that's watching the show to know who the bleachers or the belchers are <clears throat> how, how do you like i don't you really don't know the bleachers. I dude, I I am you put a quarter in the jukebox and I can sing you any 90s country song. Uh but well, that's your problem. Oh my god. See that's like me with the office like useless office trivia like the TV show. I'm in. I I I'm with you, dude. I can I can quote the office chapter and verse arrested development my wheelhouse. Uh, of course my my app. <laughs> <laughs> We're not meant to listen that's, to the bleachers. That's okay. No, that's, here we 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 got this. I, I, I one roller coaster. Roller coaster. Bleachers. Yeah, Sarah says never heard of her and she's she's your age. She's oh. she's a child of the 90s. This this just sounds like some YouTube music that somebody plays in the background that was free. No, I have literally no okay. idea. I don't know. There, there are there are a lot. <laughs> Zach uh, says I want to. I want to get better. I want to get better. I didn't know. No. Okay. Now you've you've offended Mo Moral. She says now Brian, we're not from a little place in nowhere. We're from Messina, where great people come from, just like Jeremiah. You need to, you need to call time out before we get back to the bleacher story. Where are you from in St. Lawrence okay, County? Yeah, so I was going to say, let's, 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 let's preface how when I say I'm from the middle of nowhere. So I'm actually from a place, believe it or not, that's smaller than Messina. Yes. Okay. So so now here's a fun fact about northern New York. Now, I Lawrence want you County. all to Google these towns. These are you, real towns. This is, these are not made up names. This is, this is mostly the Indiana audience. And now where it's Brian and I talking to Mo in Messina. Yeah. The, and these are weird names, too. So um, up in Messina, uh, St. Lawrence County, there's only one city in the entire county. And that's Ogdensburg. Ogdensburg, that's right. Uh, and I think the last census, they were just shy of 10,000 people. It's the size of Rushville here, for those of you uh, keeping track in East Central Indiana. Now, Messina is actually bigger than Ogdensburg population-wise. But it's a wise. village and or a town, There's depending a reason upon what to that you look too. at. 
they did that on purpose. And I, oh man, I'm going back to this is like Brian being a like seven year old kid in the car when a dad was a legislator and hearing these things secondhand by mm-hmm. 99.9% certain it was because they used to have the GM plant and a lot of other um, plants up there. Yep. For Reynolds, Alcoa, General yep. Motors. And used to have. They were it, all there when I was a boy, but when Brian, it, Brian came along, they were all gone. Yeah, they, they, they all got nuked. Um, keeping it Thanks, as NAFTA. a village, I think, did something with the taxes. Probably. Because they didn't have to give a certain percent to the state. It was a whole thing. I, I remember it was a whole thing. But anyways, I... So, <laughs> my city on where I used to live was Ogdensburg. But I wasn't in Ogdensburg. I wasn't can, actually in You the can city. take a commercial jet into Ogdensburg. It's a big town. Big time. <laughs> At our international <laughs> airport that flies to Canada, which is five minutes across the border. Um, so I... You so fly direct to D.C.? I think you actually yeah, can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, and that's new. That's relatively new. So I, I went to Hubleton, though. Hubleton is where I went to school. And I lived in the hamlet of Galilee. Well, aren't you like Christ? What what's the in the town of Asugachi? <laughs> town of Asugachi. So in in Indiana, what you call we call towns in New York are like townships here. Yes, and and then you would have a town, which is a village. Correct. In, in New York State, correct. Yeah, or cities are also our cities. That's that that term matches. But then towns are random. Hamlets are like towns here. Right. We don't have the difference between the two. Yeah, Hamlet is like the subsection of the township. Yeah. Yeah. So how many people lived in Hewelton? Hewelton, like I want to say seven hundred. Seven hundred people. I, I, you know what? I I, I could be wrong. It, I think it's gone down. Hewelton. I'm going to say Hewelton is probably on par with Sulphur Springs, Indiana. Sulphur Springs, maybe Middletown, but I think it's probably more like Sulphur Springs. So we're talking seven hundred and twelve. Seven hundred and twelve. <laughs> my gra- <laughs> my graduating class was 49 50 yeah that's about uh, that's about like blue over here uh do, 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 you drove you drove past hammond new york oh yes their graduating Sulphur class Springs has 399 people so yeah very okay. similar uh, just up there just so up there hammond's graduating class my the year i graduated small was, towns for 100 alex was nine people <laughs> nine people <laughs> they it, it was it was a start i think they actually had to close a couple classrooms because they had so few high school students so why is philadelphia terrible so philadelphia is terrible because when covid hit it it made everything so apparently obvious of how bad it was and you couldn't you you didn't have the you didn't have the bs things to to pull away from to to go ahead and say oh you can go do those things with your friends now you didn't have the, the little the little tiny cherry to make life Acceptable. tolerable right exactly and and then you you factor in on top of that just the general disdain of everybody for everything at all times that's just the northeast pretty much in, in general and then it's just add, a struggle add covid on top of that and there was it it, it turned from just like that northeast blue collar kind of rough and tough feel to just anger and resentment and and no sense of optimism no sense of hope nothing to look forward to you can't plan for anything and people just generally by and large didn't like aren't happy like and there's no other way to 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 put it into words and it feels so weird to just say it as simple as that but like 
Jer, when, when my wife and I moved here a week and a half ago and we're just like going around to different places and like getting random things to fill the house as we're getting settled, just, just walking around, seeing people smile. Like you, you can't, you experience some Hoosier hospitality. Yeah. Like, but just like the aura, like you can't put it into words. You could feel the difference. Like people care about other people here. And that's even though you have your differences, like of opinion, whatever they may be, like you still care about the other person. Whereas in Philadelphia, like there is such a lack of gen, like genuine humanity for your other like neighbor or just your other human being. And it's so sad because it's part of just the way that the city is. You are a number. That is the town that threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They cheered when Michael Irvin broke his back. In in the football, I think the Cowboys it, game in ninety nine. Eagles, yeah. Like I and I, but like you now look at COVID, and, and that just made it that much worse. And I mean, you see your favorite restaurants just being nuked left and right. You see people that you grew to think were similar in terms of well, you had similar shared interests, but it turned out they weren't really shared interests. They were shared experiences based on what you could really do in Philly. But then when like you saw, you know, the the S hit the fan and you were like, oh, oh, it's after eight. When then the shit hit the fan, Jer, and you tried to go ahead and like have conversations like, wow, this is a little a little much, right? Like then you were told that you were trying to kill grandma. Now I know we all had to go through the whole like, you're killing grandma phase, right? But like that killing grandma phase is still happening in Philadelphia. And then yeah. like I don't think that part got conveyed enough because I mean the, the group chats. I actually I, I had to take a, a step back because I, I had to realize the the context. Everybody's experience was different, so different. Because w- w- when we when you had a lockdown in the community, a uh, lockdown, a quote unquote lockdown, when there were severe restrictions in Indiana, they were probably on par with what Los Angeles is still experiencing today. We were not anywhere close to the the thumb on the people as, as what the major cities experience. I mean, Jared, there, there were, there still are like organizations that have not gotten back to 50% of what they were in February, 2020. And a lot of it is entirely due to, there's two things. One, this collective group think struggle bus mentality that we have to stick to this narrative and then B that the government policies are so archaic to, to unwind and, and reverse that they're there's you know, in many cases six to eight weeks behind what's actually happening. So the, it, let's, let's say I'm not trying to go into a whole mask argument, right? But like, let's just say no moral. There we go. You've redeemed yourself. She also grew up in Huvelton. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> so, so she knows the whole Van Huvel story, Pickens, uh, Pickens General, all that fun stuff. Um, where the heck were we even going with there? I don't even know where I was going with that story. You, yep, it's okay. Pickens General. We're gonna stop right there. <laughs> My brain just stopped. Entirely. So Indiana, Indiana has been welcoming. Yes. You've enjoyed. You've enjoyed coming here. Yes. And you've not had a you've not had a, to get out of your car and yell at anybody in a stoplight yet. Nobody's yelled at you. No, no. I mean, I, not only that, I haven't had to like for fear of like you know home. And I'm not making fun of like for fear of homeless people fighting 
on your card. So there's a part when I'd come home from work. Uh, I used to work over in Jersey and I lived over in West Philly and I'd come over the Ben Franklin bridge. And there was always this one guy, very rough, uh, African American man. And just, you know, he's been there for, I think at least the four years he came with the bridge pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it, then there was a couple new people that showed up because things had just gotten so much worse. And the past few weeks when I was wrapping up at my day job before I moved out here, just like they, they were like getting in verbal altercations and like, it, it's just, you're seeing more and more and more that but, like, you're like, I don't say you're afraid, but like, it's just, it's so sad to see it. And, and you don't want, like, I don't want that to be an environment. I have kids growing up in like, that's not, that's not conducive to, anything healthy of any sorts like Philly it, it's there is there are places to, to raise kids and there are places to grow up and then there are places that like you you live Philly to me was like a place to live it wasn't ever home if that makes sense like when I go visit my family in northern New York I'm going home yep when I when I open my door here in in Newcastle I'm going home I never felt in Philadelphia, when I opened the door to my tiny little rectangle row home, that I was home. It was a row house to me. Like, it, it, and there's something about the you're just a number. That's where I was going. The you're just a number mentality. Like, you see that in everything in Philadelphia. You see it in when you call a, a government entity, when you call your, you know, your cable provider, which I know we all enjoy doing, right? But, uh, you call, I mean, you go through, go to your home, right? Your home looks exactly the same as everybody else's. It's a gigantic rectangle and you get to do with that what you may. So like there, there's such a lack of the ability to be yourself and to really make things personal, to make things unique and to have this kind of like drone like state. And it really does create this environment where as soon as you do have people who are like a little ruffle in the feathers, it everybody kind of collectively turns because like you have to embrace the suck together. If you're not embracing the suck and like all embracing the suck together, then then you're 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 not you're not Philly tough. Right. And that's that's you'll see that a lot. The mentality of Philly tough or, or Northeast tough. And it's like, no, you just like we're looking for excuses. you accept this. Yeah. It, and, and like you're rationalizing. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It's like this is we're going to make it make sense to why we were, you know, the way we are, why we're so jaded and cynical all the time and just hate life. You won't feel like a number here. You'll, 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 I'm already noticing that. You'll be, you'll be able to get a personal answer from anybody about anything. Oh yeah. And you can work it out. Uh, We're, we're, I mean, we've been here a week and a half, Jer, and just blessed beyond words. I mean, we were here. Do you already have a favorite gas station? I haven't filled up gas yet. (laughs) Honestly, my car, I haven't had to drive anywhere. I drive but traffic's terrible to point three miles to the studio. Um, and I've been able to work here too, like do my day job here at that. That's fantastic. But like, no, I mean, there's nothing to complain about thus far. And like, I think the things that we, I'm sure that will bother me in the future or things that I will complain about at some point in time, when I stand back and I compare the context of the things that we'd be complaining about in Newcastle, Indiana versus the things I was complaining about in Philadelphia, like, Oh, not being able to go to your favorite restaurant. Cause you don't have a vaccine passport. Like I'm sorry. Like that's a thing that I, I'm not afraid of here, you yeah. know? And that's just there's to not have that, no, on your chest. It's going to be you can't go to your favorite restaurant because they closed at five because Newcastle's playing basketball and everybody's. Down I'll take that. Though. Everybody's down I'll there. I'll take that because at least at least they don't. Hey man, hey man go- government offices closed on Monday. Moves out front should have told you. Mm. That thing. 
Yeah. Courthouse is closed on Mondays. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. City's open. Uh, the city. If you need city business, you can do that. But the, the county building closed on Mondays. Huh. Except if you need something in the Justice Center and then that's open. You'll figure it all out eventually. Okay. Good luck. Good to know. Thanks, and Jer. Then, and then if you need to go to the BMV, uh, they they observe President's Day, but they're closed every Monday anyway. So they're closed the Saturday before President's Day. So that gets somebody every year. Oh. So you try to go get, get your license plates. And then there's a holiday that everybody else gets. Well, every other federal or government employee gets on Monday. But they're already off, so they're closed Saturday. I get you. Confuses the hell out of people every year. So, well, we're glad you're here. Thanks, Jerry. We're definitely going to get you a copy of Hoosiers, though, because you're going to have to. You're going to have to know, <sighs> Kristen Cronk. Let them know the correct answer is always Casey's. Ask anyone that asks; they will ask anytime. It's always Casey's. Casey's is her favorite and most people's favorite gas station in town. That's why I wanted to know. Oh, okay. See, I, we do a lot of gas station talk on this show. Okay, no, no. I, I have to give context, right? Okay. My favorite gas station in Philadelphia is the one that has the least number of shootings. <laughs> so the fact you, that we have a favorite gas station now is incredible. Your like, favorite gas station is the one that didn't have plexiglass between you and the clerk. I'm not kidding. Uh, Jeremiah, oh my God. I'm not kidding. So I've lived, I've lived at three uh, places in Philadelphia. And two of the places that I moved from, the, the last week I was at those locations were drive-by shootings literally one block from each location. One was in South Philly. An old lady got shot on the corner of our street and died. She was just walking by in the wrong place. Old lady. I was going downstairs to bring the garbage out, too, mind you, as the police were all... I was like, that's a lot of sirens, and I'm going to hold off. So that happened. And then in West Philly, where we lived uh, at our second house, the weekend we were moving, there... I heard, I thought it was fireworks because when COVID started, everybody started launching fireworks everywhere in Philadelphia at any given time. And it became a game of like fireworks or gunshots. <laughs> and then the night that I was like fireworks, I, I lost that night because it was gunshots and there was a gang shooting kitty corner to our, our row home. And there, there was three people shot, two people seriously injured and the one guy died. And like, it's just funny because I moved out of those two houses. I was like, thank God I'm getting out of there. And then when I moved from Philadelphia to here, I literally, Jeremy, I was driving out this, the, the 26 foot U-Haul and I saw the signs, you know, saying, you know, goodbye, Pennsylvania. And I cheered because like it, it has gotten that draining, that mentally exhausting to be the oddball in a city of just, it's not brotherly love anymore. It's, it's just this uniform drone group think. Of, but they do have that love sculpture we wanted to get back to. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so hold on. Really quick question about that. What's the story with the 18222? Oh, remember the bicentennial talk? Yeah. That's when Henry County was formed. So we are celebrating our bicentennial year this year. The 1822 oh. sculpture yep. is in Robert, Indiana style. Oh, it's 1822. There's that, only two twos? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was three twos because that'd be hilarious. Cause that's where my wife, that was her home zip code. Oh. And that's why I was like, wait. What? Your home zip codes in that that uh, statue. Love Park, which yeah. obviously from Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the... Uh, and you proposed to your lovely wife in front of I, I did. In, in Philadelphia, though. In No, here in Newcastle. That was in Newcastle. That's, oh, that's, yeah. oh. So Stephen Vitato. <laughs> Stephen Vitato. Uh, and the, uh, the trade group uh, here at the high school. Yep. They made two of those sculptures okay. here in Newcastle. 
Uh, one is at the Arts Park, which is where I got uh, got engaged. And there's another one over in the uh, uh, in the park just over by the Armory, about uh, a block further south okay. on Robert Indiana Parkway. Robert Indiana is the sculptor who made all of these, and he's from Newcastle, Indiana, originally. And ultimately, he moved on to be New York City, was made pop art, and uh, and had his final days up in in Maine. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did a whole episode on Robert Indiana here. Uh, Dick Valsog, uh, Aaron Dickin, they were on. They were on, and it's uh, it's all in the archives, so you can you can get the full. I'm checking story. it out, I gotta learn. You can get the full story. But they they made all these benches around town. So there's some that say love, some that say hope, some you know whatever they are. They're all four letter. Robert Indiana, mm-hmm. second letter is tilted to the side, hmm. uh, and in the last ten years or so, we have fully embraced it as a community. Fun. Uh, so that's it. But yes, 1822. That sculpture is because we are celebrating the bicentennial of Henry County this year. I love it. Indiana became a state in 1816, and then Henry County, the, the state grew from the south. And I feel like the weatherman now. We're going from the south to the north. The, the storm blew up from the Ohio River. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 1822 is when uh, when Henry County was uh, came to be. Okay. I think St. Lawrence County was like 1804. 18, no, it was 1802. Yeah. Because I remember celebrating the bicentennial. The uh, French. Yep. My dad yeah. was a legislator chairman, I think, at the time. That makes sense. Wow. Maybe go back, way back, Jer. Jeez, man, that was. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I, you know where I was in two thousand and two, working the same place I am now. Miller's. No, that name of it. No, I don't. Where the hell's Miller's come from? I don't know. I had the rebar shop. Rebar. Rebar. My brain just broke. in the steel in the steel business. Who am I thinking? <sighs> Is there a Miller's here? I, no, I don't know. I talked to a guy today that worked at Miller's. Where was he? There's a Miller's uh, Mary Manor, which I think is a nursing home in Rushville. The Maybe chat can correct me. Maybe that's what I called. IT director, if you're in the chats, give me a call. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure it's right, man. There are a number of people uh, reminding us that Casey's is the safest gas station in the state because that is where all of the police meet up. It's noted. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Because when I would drive it to is, work in the morning, 52nd Street in Lancaster in Philadelphia was not as nice. Uh, you'd, you'd have at least you know one shooting a week, at least. <laughs> They're saying absolutely not the Conoco at Maine and Bundy unsafe don't go anywhere near that place could get you in trouble uh definitely the cases <laughs> okay <laughs> the look on brian's face wow i'm just reading the chat brian i don't want to i'm send, learning i don't want to send panic into your life i'm learning so much all right we're catching up here all right so weather storm coming in i've been making fun of it all week on the internet maybe playing a bit of a character here's my thing talk to me <sighs> are you familiar with nfl memes the, yes. the facebook page yes in the last two months, they have shared at least three times a day. I, they share a story from TotalProSports.com. Yep. Which is clickbait I trash. It, and it, it spams your browser. When yes. you, you exit out of it, it brings you to a different page. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and it is usually, it, it's always incendiary clickbait of this means this one thing because we read this one tweet about them, this one guy. And I've, I've determined that it's the National Enquirer of, of tabloid news of, of sports on the internet. Hmm. So I, I unfollowed NFL memes uh, this week over it. I'm like, I'm done. And then I, I had the epiphany of that these damn online weathermen, every local town has got three or four regional weather whatevers that aren't like the, I'm going to sound like the crotchety old guy. Do it. They're not the mainstream media, like the Channel 8, the Channel 4, the Fox 59, whatever guy. They're the internet weather guy, and they only exist to get clicks. Yep. So they they have the same models the other people do. And the adults in the room usually take another day or two to give a storm prediction. 
but they will take there's there's 15 models and there's a, you know if you've taken a statistics class at any point in your life you know that there's a bell curve and there's a model and they will take the thing that is the most extreme far end of the model and they'll slap it up on the internet and say my god buy your bread your milk your get scared get it all rock, take everything off the store shelves you've got to get it now because there's a yeah. storm with four feet of snow coming blizzard of 1978 is going to happen on thursday get it now and by the way, check out my sponsor. I have we're selling shoes at the the Wegmans. That's that's what happens. And it, every time. And I get so damn tired of it, Brian. So, happened Sunday, massive storm coming. They start screaming. I'm like, "No, calm down, people. It's it's going to be fine." And then Channel 6 weatherman, Kevin Gregory, second generation. His dad, Bob Gregory, put a coat on in the 70s and stood outside, and we watched him get old on TV. His son went to ABC, and now he's the old guy, Kevin Gregory. Been on TV as long as I've been here, and his dad was here 20 years before that. He said there's going to be two to four inches here. And I said, I'm going to buy in with Kevin Gregory. Calm down. It's only going to be two inches of snow. It'll be okay. I, we haven't opened the door yet, but I think there's still no, no snow outside. Yeah. But this has been, my, this has been the, the hill I have died on for this damn storm, Brian is that I'm not going to be taken down by the internet weatherman who says that it's going to be tragic because I, I refuse. I, I, I unfollowed NFL memes because of this bullshit totalsprosports.com, and that's what the internet weathermen are now. And wow. I know you don't have hard feelings about local weather channels yet in Indiana because you just got here, but I, I want your opinion because I value it. See... Is it, it, it and my, my wife? Opinion, my wife tells me that they're no Brian Wilkes, who's the Fox fifty nine weather guy. Okay, so my local up northern New York weather guy. So I had Rick DeFranco on Channel Seven. Channel Seven, that's yeah. right. Jesus. CBS. Oh my God. Uh, so you, Rick DeFranco, <laughs> good family friend. He actually, I used to he's live like right down the Dude, road. Dude, I'm telling you, put a quarter in, and I can. I know. I can go. Oh, I know. Well, now we, or I, a nickel in. Well, Rick was always good. Like he he was always spot on. Very much like this gentleman you were just speaking of, and like I. I I really haven't. I don't know, man. I haven't. This sounds so bad. Being in Philadelphia, you kind of just get. I don't know. I've never really gotten my news from TV yeah. or from like local. Like Philly does. I haven't watched these people on local news, but you follow their Facebook page. That little check mark verified. You, you can trust me. It's like it's like yeah. Tommy Boy, right? Yeah. I'll put a little guarantee on the box. There's a check mark by the guy, so I'm going to trust him. I'm all in with Randy Allis or uh, who else have we got in town? Uh, Kevin Gregory, uh, Brian Wilkes, dad says Danny Burgess. I don't know where the hell See, Danny maybe Burgess I'm just is. A, am I one of those but like, maybe in Philadelphia you didn't get the connection to the town. But I also think maybe I'm just a millennial. Like, this is what I do. I go to my phone. You go to, you refresh I go the to, weather app. I go to Weatherbug. If my phone, <laughs> like, I go to Weatherbug and it tells me today that I'm going to have snow. Like, and, and that, that, that's my weather. That's like, it. That's all you need. I, I know I'm supposed to like, Support local, and I'm gonna. Ha- I'm, I have to get better, and maybe that's you're right because I didn't have that emotional connection to Philly. Like I actually said this. To my I can't wife. tell you the last time I sat down and watched the weather on TV. That's not my move. Well, when but we, I will look at the maps and the reports that are coming from the local weather. See, people. when we moved out here, I we were the the car trip. I actually said that I sounds such a dork. I was like, I am so excited to support local like. Shops and ro- local like restaurants. You and- came here and you're like, I want, I want to know, I need a local butcher. That was literally really? in the first three sentences. You're like, where do I get my meats? Yes, because I'm just. Which the proper answer is L and K. Uh, by the way, when you're in Philly, there is no. I mean, you, yes, you can find those here and there, but everything is so inaccessible. Like just 
I, I still make the stupid joke. I'm like, oh, tra- traffic to the studio was so bad. And Caitlin's like, is this your new joke this this week, Brian? I'm like, this is a new joke for like a year because traffic, there's one stoplight for you between in, here and there. In Philly, like if you wanted to go a mile, go, devote 25 minutes of your life at least. I mean, just, just to go to the grocery store was at least a 25 minute drive. And it was only like a mile and a half away um, just because traffic is so terrible there. So the fact that like, Everything is so accessible here too. It makes it so much easier to want to be a part of things versus just not being able to be in like you, you'd have to like invest an entire day trip just to go to South Philly and spend the day to do things. And even then it's like, you can only do so much because you're confined to that one little tiny area. Whereas here it's like, Oh, hop in the car, another quick, you know, half a mile drive, another quick half mile drive. And you can go and support like five local, you know, businesses or five local uh, sellers or shops, whatever it may be. Everything you need is here, right? Yeah. So you can you can easily awesome. find you got a local florist, you got need a local florist, you got one. You need a you need a farm stand, you've got one. You want to go have a a, a fancy frou frou coffee or tea, you have got like four ta- four choices in town. You still got all those options, but they're they're just not the mainstream name that you might know. Yep. We had a Starbucks and it didn't survive the recession. It's a pharmacy now. Okay, well, and, and you know what? But that you have a but Cafe have, Royal. But we have Cafe Royal and we have Jack's Donuts, which you've not if you've not been in Jack's Donuts yet. I know you're. I, I know, know you can't do the flour, but they have a fantastic coffee know. bar. If we, I think Caitlin maybe did. I don't know. It's next to the Dairy Queen. We have a Dairy Queen? We do. It's owned oh. by the mayor. Oh, my God. Give me a blizzard. It's closed right now. So my dad comes and visit. That's like one of his favorite things is a blizzard. So the blizzard or the blizzard, the uh, Dairy Queen in Canton, New York, got uh, burned down like from an arsonist back two years ago, and he didn't have blizzards for like a year and a half, and it was like heartbreaking. So when he comes to visit... We'll He'll have, have something to look forward to. We've got that one, and if he comes in the wintertime, he can go to Rushville or Muncie, and we got uh, we got all or uh, heck, I think even Greenfield has one, has one an all seasons blizzard. But this, Newcastle's is like a sixty year old old school stand outside. There's no indoor anything. It's a walk up Dairy Queen. I love it. Let's go. It's a uh, I think it's a is it a it's a brazier is that what they're called? If it's only if there's not uh, there's there's terminology. There's a name. There's 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 grilling chills. There's braziers. There's different kinds of what offerings they have at a Dairy Queen. And the chat will help me out here in a minute. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Zach notes that uh, Caitlin's already found the target. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's in the it's that in that the was chat. that was like on the first initial look of the map. All right. Target vicinity. So no strong weatherman op- opinions yet. I, I guess I, you, you know, have, you I, I've a, never really had a strong opinion <laughs> about the weather, Jer. I'm going to be listen, real with you. Listen, Brian, we don't have problems here. <laughs> so you don't, you don't have 500 shootings a year. We don't have 500 okay, shootings a year. Yep. We have one every four years and we'll talk about it for in, until the end of time. Okay. Uh, and if not, then we're, we're going to argue over how much snow has or hasn't fallen yet. And uh, and I really wish we had a see through door so I could see I know. if if there's if there's a snowfall accumulation for Newcastle. Yep, Sarah says it's a brazier. She says it's ice cream and hot dogs only. So there you go. Didn't know the thing. Man, you have so much to learn about the Midwest. I guess so still haven't had your first Midwest tenderloin. Nope. You haven't watched Hoosiers yet. Nope. You've not been in a ba- to a high school basketball. You know how much it costs to go to a high school basketball game on a Friday night? Five dollars. Same place, every, same price everywhere. I've been here a week and a half. Five here. bucks Let's per go. game. Well, I, what the hell you been doing with your time? <laughs> I'm packing, I'm packing, the man. Painting, unpacking. I took zero days working. off my job. I switched and I kept doing every sense. Every time Brian did something, he's like, yep, we're driving all night. He made this horrible switch back and forth of, yep, we're working till four. Uh, we'll roll into town at eight in the morning. We're going to drop our stuff off. It'll be have the truck unloaded 40 minutes. We're driving back home tonight. I won't miss a day of work. 
every time that's been Brian's move. Insanity. Gotta do what you gotta do. Insanity. I don't know how you've not you're not asleep yet. I'm close. Mike says there's a home game Friday night. Do you want to be Mike Broyles guest and go to the basketball game Friday night? I'll be out of town. I can't entertain you. I was going to say, I, I actually don't know what's going on. Gonna- Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on the day before. Do you own anything green? You'll, you'll probably need a green and white shirt. Those are the team colors. I don't think I have a single green thing in my board. Or anything that says Trojans on it. Or Trojan. <laughs> uh, any, anything along those Nothing lines. Nothing appropriate to wear to a basketball <laughs> game, Jer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's after eight. I could see. Anyways, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. Could you explain the joke? joke. Uh, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're you like to roll it on out there and explain dr- it to us. Oh, no. Does that a, unroll you know? it? Okay. Anyway. Anyways. So that's the weather. <laughs> More tragic news on Groundhog Day. Oh, the groundhog has died. Uh, but not Puxatawney Phil. It was clickbait. I got clickbaited myself. Milltown Mel. Milltown Mel, a New Jersey, New Jersey legendary uh, suicidal groundhog that said, I can't do this job anymore. You saw what, he, what happened it's, to Bill de Blasio a couple years back with that groundhog. It's it's over. The groundhog bit itself and, and got rabies, COVIDed, and died. It rabiesed itself. Did, uh, did the groundhogs get shadow? Do we know? It did. It, it did. did. So does that mean six more weeks of winter? I believe so. For punks at I was talking about this with Caitlin. What? Who? <laughs> How did this become a <laughs> thing? That like what? What drunk farmer was like? You want to really mess with some people? Let's just tell them if you see like a shadow of a groundhog that that means there's going to be more winter. Like these wise tales are. And, and we wake. I, I, I was. I, so I was. This. Uh, I'm. You know. Seven year old me in New York State. Radio comes on. Groundhog didn't see its shadow. Six more weeks of winter. And I'm like, well, geez, oh, Pete, there's four feet of snow on the ground of a scene. It's going to take six yeah. weeks for this shit to melt. Exactly, anyway. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no way it's going to be around the corner. Are you telling me that where you but live then, means more than a, but, a rodent season? But I tell you, I have a standing meeting in Lexington, Kentucky. First week of February every year. I go down there at 60 some degrees. I'm like, this is T-shirt weather. I'm like, it's true. I, I don't think the groundhog ever sees the shadow in Lexington because they'll be cutting their grass in three weeks. It's <laughs> almost time. I was going to say, they're just going to like put the, the spotlights on, make sure he doesn't yeah, see the shadow. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's over. R.I.P. though. Little so, guy. yeah, uh, groundhog's dead. We need, a, like, we need something in Newcastle. We need I forgot a, we need it was a, Groundhog Day. I, happens I, every year. That's literally it does sneak the up least. On you if a holiday is on the front end of the month, you don't know what's happening. I've never really, I've never really celebrated. It's never been. You don't. You don't go watch yourself some. Some. I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray movie. I love Bill Murray, but like the, I just never been. Have a ceremonial to- a a toaster drop in the person? tub just to see, no? just to see what happens. You know, gonna skip out this year. Did you listen to any Sonny and Cher today? I did not. <laughs> wow, you're just going through. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Groundhog Day in like ten years, probably. It's a classic though. It's a great movie. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's a love story. It's it about is. self-improvement. It is. It's about self-actualization, if you're into that sort of a thing. Very it's true. a tragedy. There's like 74 deaths in the movie. It's funny. There, there's alcoholism. There's there's it's all it's all in there. And you get to the end and it's beautiful. And I tell you what, the end of Groundhog Day is the, the closest thing I've ever come to experience. The end scene of Groundhog Day where everybody comes together and celebrates and has a great time. And I'm sorry, Newcastle people, I'm going to say this out loud, but we have Rushville listeners, too, is the St. Patrick's Day Festival in Rushville. If you go, if you buy a ticket to that, it is like being at the end of Groundhog Day, you go to that festival. 
unbelievable small town welcoming atmosphere. See, I love that. Rushville, Indiana has that. But there is a big, uh, big. I think uh, a kegger coming up here at. Uh, <laughs> Christy Avery says celebrate Weasel Stomping Day instead. My God, <laughs> brutalist up in Allen County. Do what you gotta do, Christy. Uh, I think that there's going to be a big, uh, big thing March 12th in Newcastle at the Arts Park, where the where the one of the sculptures is at. Oh. Uh, a big shindig, okay. uh, like a breweries across Indiana. There's like 40 or 50 breweries and $35 tickets. Buy them at the Elks Club, get a discount. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a big thing that's uh, that's coming up. All right, that's enough of that. One last little uh, addition to the notes here on my side, and then we're going to wrap the show up. Hey, uh, have a have some breaking news that uh, uh, was sent to me from uh, Corey Murphy, the Economic Development Corporation uh, head uh, head honcho guy uh, for Henry County. Uh, are you familiar with Boar's Head? I, yes. Yes. So you're familiar with their meats, their cheeses, their yes. their stuff. Very, very Good premium stuff. lunch High meat High level quality stuff. Uh, hummus, uh, different dips, uh, all these sorts what of things. What was that word? Hummus. Hummus. Okay. Hummus. I thought you said hummus at first. It's where they take the chickpeas. And yeah. Oh, yeah. They the grind them up. Them. Yep. Yeah. Delicious stuff. Mix it with a little garlic and sriracha. Some, yep. Some, some garlic in there. <clears> maybe some. Good stuff. Maybe some red peppers. It's the good stuff. Don't tell me we're not cultured. We make hummus here, okay? <laughs> I don't know how many locals eat it, but we make hummus and it is delicious. They're having the third expansion at the uh, at the Boar's Head plant on uh, 400 South. It is going to be a $126 million expansion, $61 million building, which is not a cheap building by any standards. That's, no. a, that's a big investment, uh, and $65 million in additional uh, equipment being put in. 136,000 square foot facility, uh, potentially going to add another 124 jobs in the next two years, going to average more than $19 an hour, uh, plus benefits. Uh, they're going to have... Uh, if that number holds true, and I have no reason to doubt it because they have an excellent track record of adding to it, my uh, my very basic fifth grade uh, math from Blue River Valley tells me that uh, that would have been 660 jobs created over there on 400 South. Big for a town of 20,000 people. Yeah. Big deal. Uh, and I don't know if you've noticed, but there was there's a lot of Mopar vehicles, Chrysler vehicles around town. Has anybody, I, I haven't noticed, but has anybody on. told you about Chrysler in this town? Mm-hmm. So we had at one time the largest auto factory assembly plant in the in the world was in Newcastle, <laughs> the Maxwell car, which eventually became Chrysler Corporation. Uh, and Chrysler had somewhere between three and four thousand employees in Newcastle. Wow. Uh, and the plant has been gone about 15, 20 years. So as, as some of these new places like TS Tech and, and Boar's Head have come along, they started to backfill that. And the town has had a, a massive recovery. So big deal, big victory for uh, for Newcastle and Henry County. Uh, hopefully this uh, this all happens and goes through. But uh Big deal. Uh, big, big victory that needs to be celebrated. It's, uh, it's not necessarily win. a new name a coming in, but it's a, it's a big win for the community. So Anytime you get exciting. an organization or an entity like expand like that, that that's a re- that's not just an investment. That's a reinvestment. That's huge. Yep. Big, uh, that, yeah. big stuff. So you have to celebrate. Well done. Have to celebrate the victories as well. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big one for the town. All right. So this is the point in the show where we go through, we do final thoughts, we catch up on anything that we might have left out. Okay. Uh, any way to promote your show, any way to follow you, any of that stuff that we forgot, this is where we clean that up. You got anything for me? All right. So follow me on uh, the social medias. So I'm very active on Twitter at B Nichols Liberty. Um, but just to make it easy, so find me on BrianNicholsShow.com. That's where you can find everything. So links to the show. Um, we have 430. 35 episodes i think we're at now my gosh that's more than one a week 
we're like seven days a week now, Jer. That's it's insane, it's a lot. Brian. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're at 435 episodes. Uh, it's it's been a blast, honestly. The past four years, now going in year five, where we started, where we are. Um, to see how much we're able to help now change the conversations. It's rewarding just to see that it is making a difference. Um, also, just the resources that we've been trying to create. So over on the Patreon, if people want to go ahead and, and support us over there, we are also doing our morning sales huddle videos, which I'll talk about in a second, but uh, morning sales huddle, one-on-one coaching for both sales professionals as well as candidates. Um, and then for what I do every single day, so two things. Number one, um, every single day, Monday through Friday, I will do a morning sales huddle email. Um, I send out an email to my, my subscribers. I have hundreds of uh, people who subscribe every single morning to hear, number one, what you can do to be a better sales professional. But number two, how can we apply that to the world of liberty? Sometimes you're going to see it's overtly political in the morning sales huddle. Sometimes it's overtly non-political and ex- exclusively sales. Sometimes it's a, it's a bridge in the merry of the two. Um, and then I also do a video version of that, as I mentioned, for the Patreon. And then I also have a free ebook um, that's available for folks. It's four easy steps you can implement now to help sell liberty to friends and family. You can find that over at briannicholshow.com. And if you sign up for the morning sales huddle, um, I'll send that over to you as well as a sign of good faith. Uh, otherwise, though, I would say my final thought, Jeremiah, is to Newcastle. This is a sincere, heartfelt to Newcastle. Thank you for the past week and a half of embracing myself and my wife as we've gotten settled here and be part of the new community. Um, we're really excited. I know you and, and your lovely wife, Sarah, have helped us be uh, be much more settled than we would have been otherwise. We would have been able to move in, Jer, without you guys, honestly. And uh, I mean, just the fact that there have been so many people who I have met two, three times most, maybe in some instances, who are willing to just go out of their way above and beyond. And I think back to when I was moving from place to place in Philly, and it was like pulling teeth to get former groomsmen of mine (laughs) to even consider going to help move us from one place to the other. So the fact that there are people who have gone out of their way and they didn't know who we were, that means, and and candidly, it will continue to mean so much for us. So uh, thank you, Newcastle, Indiana. I yep. appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to being uh, much more part of the community. I, I'm so excited to get my uh, my myself, my, my family established more here and uh, to see where next 5, 10, 15, 20 years will take us, Jer. That's awesome. Well, we are, uh, we're very excited to have you here. We thank the audience for uh, for being with us today. Show will be dark next week, so you're going to have to survive without us. But there are 239 other episodes out there. Uh, we talked a lot about Philadelphia today. Go check, uh, go check out that Robert Indiana episode with Aaron Dickin and Dick Bowsog. That was uh, that was a highlight and a and a happy episode. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. So go uh, go listen to that one. That's your homework. We will uh, we'll see you all next week. And I'm gonna run over here and play producer. So nobody say anything. Pretend I know this is gonna. There's gonna be a bit of dull air here, here at the end. No, it's okay. But I'm not I'll... gonna edit it. We're just gonna let it be. And it's we're professionals. We're gonna do the best we can. Maybe Brian will try to sing a song. You mean you actually sing? Sing roller coaster. Again.